Well, let's just have a, a wee uh, chat together, we talk together about Easter. I wonder how many folks here have been disappointed in life. I reckon we all have from time to time. And one of the reasons that we sometimes get disappointed in life is because we suppose something or we assume something about some other person and find out that they're not all what we thought they might be. They have let us down. Or there might be some situation that we get ourselves into and we, we assume or we suppose that everything's okay in that situation or in that kind of company. And we get into the situation and we are terribly disappointed. What we suppose, what we assumed, hasn't really come to pass. It isn't really true. And it can really mess up our lives. What I want to do today is I want to take you to three places in the Word of God where people suppose something about Jesus. And they were wrong. And what we find in the Scriptures is that these Bible verses... If we're going to use the word suppose, I better to come from the New King James Version. So I'm going to use the New King James Version of the Bible today. And we're going to look at these few verses together. <clears throat> I want to take you to the first story in the scriptures. And that's from Luke chapter 2. It's the story of Jesus who is now 12 years of age. And he's been taken up to Jerusalem by his mother and father Mary and Joseph. <clears throat> been taken up to Jerusalem to the Passover. And you remember the story of what happened there that after they met up with the relatives and the acquaintances. and It was one of these stories where the Passover was one of the most important feasts in the Jewish calendar as you well know I'm sure. And when that happened we find that all these folk would be gathered together. Folk they hadn't seen for some time. And so we find that there's a lot of talking, a lot of chatting on the way up and on the way back. And the Bible tells us that something happened on the way back. And so if you look at Luke chapter 2 verses 43 and 44, we find these words. That when they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, the newer version saying they thought he was in the company, they went a day's journey and they sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. Here is Mary and Joseph, they're coming back from Jerusalem and they suppose that Jesus is there in the company, only to realise he's not really there at all. And so they go around the relatives and the acquaintances to try and find them. And I believe that's a picture of many people today. They suppose or they assume that Jesus is in their company. That Jesus is with them and yet they live as if he wasn't. I've had folk to say, to say to me over the years, don't you worry about me, Alec, because I know that everything's going to be alright. The man upstairs is going to look after me. And they have this assumption that, that Jesus is with them and everything's going to be alright while they go on living the kind of life that they've been living. While they're unchanged in their behaviour, in their thought life. They think that Jesus... Is in the company looking after them. And the word of God says he isn't. 
Because you see, when we get to know Jesus and be born again of the Spirit, you don't suppose he's in the company, you actually know it. You can testify to the presence of Jesus actually with you. Here's Mary and Joseph. They suppose that Jesus is in the company with them only to find he's not even there. Some time ago I told you that story about our dog. (laughs) The number of times we supposed that the dog was in the car or in the van to discover that the dog was lying in the bed at home as we went on holiday. Or the dog was in Burnt Island and we were in back in Buckhaven and the policeman came to the door. Many times we supposed that the dog was with us, only to realise it wasn't at the end of the day. And that's true about people's lives. They keep on supposing that the Lord is really with us, that Jesus is walking beside us, while they keep on living the same way. And we can't go on living like that. If you believe that Jesus is with you, then we know something of what it means to be born again of the Spirit of God. There's a change in my behaviour, says the children's chorus. Happiness is to know the Saviour, have a change in my behaviour. They supposed that he was in their company and he wasn't really there. I would call that an unconcerned mind, wouldn't you? If you suppose that Jesus is with you in the company, you'll not be concerned. Because you suppose he's there. But once you get to know that the Lord isn't in that, he's not in that company that you keep, he's not in that way of thinking, I think you should get concerned, don't you? People who suppose that Jesus is with them, they're not concerned. But when you find out he's not really there, he's not in the thing that you're doing, the way that you're thinking, I think we should get concerned. But I think in Mary and Joseph's case, there was an unconcerned mind because they thought that Jesus was with them. Let me come to the second story. Another Mary this time. It's the Mary that we read about. The children were helping us this morning. The second story. This is the story that we find in John chapter 20 and verse 15. And here we come to the story of Mary Magdalene at the uh, tomb. Listen to these words in the New King James Version. Verse 15 it says this. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. And here we haven't got so much the unconcerned mind of Mary and Joseph. Here we've got the unenlightened eye. She didn't recognize it was Jesus at the tomb. I wonder if you've ever asked yourself the question, why was that? Why could Mary Magdalene not recognize Jesus at the tomb? I think there may be a variety of answers to that. Perhaps one of them was because of what Jesus had gone through on the cross and his burial and the resurrection, that he wasn't easily recognizable. Or it could be that Mary, along with other disciples, had lost hope that Jesus had actually risen from the dead. And she wasn't expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. But I like to think there might be another reason. Remember these two on the Emmaus Road? We spoke about with the hot cross bun. And how they they walked that way and they didn't recognise Jesus either. But look what the Bible actually says. The Bible says that their eyes 
were prevented from recognizing him. They were prevented from recognizing him. Until that moment came when they invited Jesus into the house and they sat down at the meal and there was a breaking of bread and Jesus became the Lord to them. He was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Their eyes were prevented from seeing him till that point of the breaking of the bread. And I just wonder, maybe I'm wrong, but I just wonder if it was true of Mary Magdalene. That her eyes were prevented from recognizing Jesus until he said, Mary. Until he spoke her name. And as soon as he spoke her name, she recognized him right away. And she said, Rabboni, which means teacher. It's interesting, isn't it? That Jesus, the good shepherd, he calls his sheep by name. And it's that name that Jesus has on his heart. And he speaks that name into your life. Into my life. He calls us by name. I love that story of Lazarus. Remember Lazarus had died. And Martha goes out to meet Jesus. And Jesus speaks to Martha. And Martha says, Lord, if you'd only been here, Lazarus would still have been alive. And she runs from Jesus to go and see Mary. But as she said to Mary, the Master is here. And he's calling for you. That's what I like about Jesus. He calls us by name. He's the good shepherd. Who knows his sheep by name. And here is Mary Magdalene at the tomb. The unenlightened eye as it were. Until Jesus spoke her name. The master is here. Here in this place. This resurrection Sunday. And he's calling for you. He's calling for you. He's calling for you. That you might get to know him as the risen Lord Jesus. Let me just come to the last story then in this story of the freedom. There's an interesting verse, isn't it? That old hymn that says, Speak, Lord. It says, Speak to me by name, O Master. Let me know it is to me. Speak that I may follow faster with a step more firm and free. I am listening, Lord, to thee. What hast thou to say to me? Let me come to the last one. The third story. You find it in Luke chapter 24 and verses 37 and 38. The two disciples on the Emmaus road are making their way back. They have recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread. They're making their way back to the house to tell the other disciples that they've actually seen the risen Lord. And so we find these words in Luke 24, it says in verses 37 and 38. Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and they were frightened and they supposed that they had seen a spirit. They supposed they had seen a spirit. And here we don't have the unconcerned mind of Mary and Joseph. We haven't got the unlightened eye of Mary Magdalene. We've got the unbelieving hearts of these disciples. They were not believing. They were in that rubber room as it were. And, and here's these two disciples from the Emmaus Road. And they're saying we've seen the Lord. He is alive. And yet they wouldn't believe. And of course Thomas is there. He's just full of doubts. The unbelieving heart. But look closely at their unbelief. 
It wasn't a case of not believing anything. They were believing something about this figure that came right into the room and says, peace be to you. They believed something. But what they believed was that this person was a disembodied spirit. And I want to tell you, we have not come to give you the good news of a disembodied spirit. The gospel is the good news of a risen Lord Jesus. One that you can feel and touch. He walks with me and talks with me, says the chorus, along life's narrow way. That's the kind of Jesus who rose from the dead. That's the kind of Jesus that we praise today. One who is very much alive. Not a disembodied spirit. But a risen human saviour. There is a man in heaven. There's a redeemed humanity in heaven. In the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. One that you can identify with. And that's so powerful and so helpful. And maybe you're wondering today. How can that be true? How can this risen Lord Jesus be somebody that I can identify with, I can feel or I can touch or I can eat with him and he eats with me. He's that kind of Lord I can identify. How can that be true? And the answer in the Bible is found in one word. And the word is Pentecost. Because you see there was another feast. Fifty days after the Passover. And God and his son Jesus decided to send the Holy Spirit and when the Holy Spirit came, came into the lives of people, this Jesus became real. This Jesus was someone people could identify with. You see, friends, it's the Holy Spirit who makes Easter a permanent reality. Did you know that? It's the Holy Spirit who makes Easter a permanent reality. He gets known to us in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see the Father promised the Spirit. Jesus prayed for the Spirit. And the Spirit was poured out amongst us. And that's how we have a Jesus. That we can identify with. Not a disembodied Spirit. But a human. A redeemed humanity. In heaven. And I'm asking you the question this morning. What's the Lord saying to your life and to mine? Have you supposed. That he's in your company. But living as if he wasn't. An unconcerned mind. And all the time you should be concerned. If you know that he's not there. Have you supposed that he is the gardener or somebody else? No hope in your heart for the living Lord Jesus. Listen to the scripture says. The master is here. And he's calling for you. Mary. Rabboni. Which means teacher. Have you supposed that he's just a disembodied spirit? Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. That this Jesus who rose from the dead is not a disembodied spirit. That he walks with me. He talks with me. Along life's narrow way. That's the Jesus we worship. That's the Lord of our lives. And it's my prayer today. That you know a Jesus that you can identify with. The one that we celebrate on this Easter Sunday. Let's have a prayer together. Perhaps you have never given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a moment when you can open up your heart and say, Lord, I recognize that you're not 
a disembodied spirit, but you're a real person. And through the Holy Spirit, you can become real to me. I open up my heart. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I invite you into my heart to be my Savior and Lord, that you might walk with me and talk with me a long life's not away. Take a moment to make that prayer your very own.